It's Danny. It's Rocky. And we are back with Dharma Dudes. We're back, baby. Just when you thought it was safe to get back out there on the <laughs> podcast scene, here we are. This episode we talk about, so like sometimes Danny will text me or call me and be like, I was fun, Danny, this weekend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'll be like, I was fun, Rocky, this weekend. <laughs> yeah. So in this episode, we talk about reconciling. That's the word of the episode for me. Yep. Uh, yoga, yep. yoga, Danny, yoga, Rocky with fun, fun Danny. Danny and fun. I like to say we're not fun and we teach yoga. Extra fun. But yeah, we get a little extra fun right. sometimes, especially in celebration of and this episode was really cool too because we got to do it in person. It's very true. I'm st- I'm literally staring deep into Danny's eyes. We're gonna do this again. Be- <laughs> do what again? It's gonna happen again. Watch. Oh, like like you maybe try this intro again. <laughs> like we're blowing it. You were definitely yeah. We're blowing this we're intro. Again. Speaking of doing things in person, <laughs> you're great. You're killing on the segues. I know. In this whole episode, actually. <laughs> I know. Um, no, but really, what are we doing? Uh, what are we doing in person, Sim Rocky? <laughs> <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> you know when people ask you questions that they know the answers to? Yeah. Well, Danny and I are going to be hopping on a plane to Mexico over New Year's. Wait, Mexico? Mexico? Okay, that's a bit. Uh, uh, yeah, Danny, <laughs> weren't you at rehearsal? We already did this bit. <laughs> we are going to Mexico, though, over New Year's. Is that what we're doing? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of this. Is so great. if you if you want to hear this in person in Mexico, <laughs> yeah. If you want to see fun, ridiculous Danny in person for five days in Mexico, and also you know it's not really about us. Like it's about you connecting with like yourself and setting intentions for the new year and developing like a greater sense of relationship with your own authentic self in a beautiful location with great company with you know. Fun Danny and Fun Rocky. Yeah, actually skilled and experienced yoga <laughs> teachers, despite how we might come across <laughs> on, on this podcast on intro. Yeah, yeah. Um, then you're invited. You're invited to come to Soto Santos for a five-day yoga and wellness retreat with yours truly. Yep, we're going to be doing two yoga classes a day. We're going to be doing some journaling, some meditation. It's all about leaving some of the past behind and calling into uh, the future all of our goals for 2020 and it's also just been a really great way to connect to with not just you know yourself but also a great community and and yeah i get to i get to do this with you which is super exciting and super fun i'm looking forward to it they'll be inhaling and exhaling oh yeah okay yeah in mexico in mexico mexico yeah, start practicing your spanish now Ooh, muy <laughs> caliente por nuevo año con danny y rocky los dudes day dharma, dharma. <laughs> you can sign up um using the link below in the show notes and i know rocky and i would love to have you on our retreat to mexico over new year's it's gonna be a good time i usually don't like it when danny speaks for me but in this case he's correct i would like to have you so join us on our retreat in mexico let's get the show started of the dudes return of dama dudes dama dudes dudes. return of the dudes once again oh my god are we gonna get sued for this uh for what for making up a song that no one's ever heard before that sounds kind of like another song that everyone's heard before i literally have no idea what you're talking about what is that called though when you when they go and they innovation creative inspiration do you remember when robin thick got sued because he had that like that what was that one song where miley silas twerked on him uh, i think it went return of the dudes <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and that was definitely it twerking on thick yeah dharma dudes, dharma dudes. <laughs> coming back at you with another episode of dharma dudes <laughs> this time we both got windscreen. Windscreen. And this time we're sitting together in person. Oh, there you are. I see you. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> He's literally like a foot away from me. Danny's literally right in front of me. Our mouths are literally less than a foot apart. What's that? It's an incredible amount of sexual tension. In the room. <laughs> I feel like every episode is me just laughing. <laughs>
Yeah, I don't have, I mean, I find none of this funny, so I well, just, except for when I do, then I go, <laughs> every time I listen back to the recordings, I'm like, oh, so that's what I sound like. Right. <laughs> do you, so wait, this is, because this is the first time you've, like, recorded stuff. Do you, like, when you've heard it back, have you been like, oh? Uh, <laughs> no, every time I hear it back, I'm like, wow, my voice, I, I really have a voice that's perfect for radio. Perfect for radio, <laughs> for radio. No, opposite. I'm like, I should just never talk again. How about this? <laughs> there we go. See that? Hear that? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Everyone's sorry. <laughs> uh, welcome, guys. Is, what is this? An intro? Is this the episode? Uh, no, Are we doing it? Something. It's the something. I, we're we're doing something. We're here in person, though. That's really exciting. It is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Walking in San down. Francisco, the the mean streets of the Mission District. What were we doing today earlier in San Francisco? Um, we might have been stealing coffee mugs. And <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I blocked that out really quick. Yeah. Jenny has a lot of guilt about um, some of our choices this morning. We were <laughs> we were just content machines, Danny. We were. We were actually taking pictures for this Dharma Dude episode. Oh. Is that, is that what we were doing? That's exactly <laughs> what we were doing. <laughs> oh, I was like, who's that guy that's following us around? With a camera? Yeah. You thought it was paparazzi? Oh, I mean, I just... It's still not happening right Every time I come to San Francisco, it's just the, <laughs> the paparazzi just never leave me alone. And I, I tell them, no pictures, no pictures, And they're like, please. wait, Rocky, but we want to take pictures. Like, fine, do it. Just um, a couple. Okay, again. What, can you I'm get just, me on the side? I've just, I've become so famous from these Dharma Dudes podcast episodes. I mean, same. I'm actually, I, I can't walk down the streets without being people being like, you're uh, Dharma? Dharma? They're like, return of the dude. You're the guy that doesn't go to rehearsal. Yeah, they're like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and that's why I never talk in public anymore, because as soon as people hear my voice, they're like, oh, I recognize that voice from Dharma Dudes. That's got to be rough. (laughs) Actually, I kind of love it. I mean, same. Yeah. Um, Well, thanks everyone for tuning in. Uh, Welcome to Dharma Dudes. Welcome to Dharma Dudes. Thanks for... But I, I would say thanks, thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Is there yeah, anything yeah, else to that. thank people for? Thanks for being you. Uh, thanks for their continued support. Thanks for your continued support. Thanks for listening to our shenanigans. Yeah. Thank you for your endurance. Thank you for uh, believing in us, for watching this train just crash. Yeah. Thank you for thank you for getting on board a train that is that is bound. <laughs> well, I would like to say it's bound for glory, but it's it's potentially right. bound. Well, there's going to be some detours on the way to glory. I mean, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. That used to be my MySpace, like back in like uh, 2004, my my MySpace like profile tag was this train is bound for glory. Presumptuous. So on today's episode, what are we talking <laughs> Good segue. <laughs> Rocky, what have you been up to? Uh, just updating my MySpace page. <laughs> <laughs> just I did a whole rebrand of my MySpace recently, so that's good. Didn't it shut down? Uh, yeah, MySpace was down for a couple decades, uh, but it's back back up again. No, but really, I think it was like, didn't they? Isn't it done? Done? Uh, I could have made that up. If that's the case, then I have. That's some really devastating news because I do all of my promotion through MySpace. All of it. Yeah. I wonder why no one's ever at any of my <laughs> events. <laughs> I posted on my MySpace. That's all that really matters. I wish that was all that really mattered. So, speaking of things that matter, that's a good segue. Mm-hmm. Speaking of things that matter, mm. uh, it's Pride Month, Rocky. Do you believe in love after love? It's l- love. Oh, sorry. Do you believe in love after love? A little more on the er. Oh, sorry. Do you believe I'll never get it. No. I don't think I'll ever get it. That's fine. That's fine. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Okay. I have something to say on do the I need podcast. To s- sit down for that. Well, I'm seated, but do I need to sit, sit down? I need you to <laughs> stand up and then sit back down again. Okay. Because okay. this is a big reveal on the Dharma Dudes <laughs> podcast. <sighs> okay. I'm just going to say it. I'm ready. I'm gay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for providing a safe space for me to be honest for the first time about who I really am. Well, I feel like I have something to say as well. Are you going to steal my thunder? I just came out on the podcast. You're going to. Okay. I 
keep waiting. Okay. I really like doing this podcast with you. Thank God you didn't steal my thunder. <laughs> and I'm gay. Oh, damn it. You did two things. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I just went up to you. You guys, um, the Dharma dudes are into other Dharma dudes. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dharma dude for Dharma dude, dude for, for dude. dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. So thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Happy Friday. Bye. Bye. <laughs> so, so, so something we were, I was talking to you about though for on, on real, real talk. Oh, here we go. Um, we were talking about this dichotomy of being a spiritual, on, I guess, what are, like on a spiritual path mm-hmm. and living a queer lifestyle mm-hmm. or being identified as queer. And there's a lot that goes into a queer lifestyle and what happens in the queer community and so on and so forth and how there's like this balance. And so I figured we could get into that today since it's Pride Month. I feel comfortable with that. Okay. Let's get into it. Now that you're out and about. Yeah, now that the world finally knows the truth about me, let's talk about it. Okay, cool. Let's talk about it. So I feel, here's where I'm coming at it with this, is I feel that there are these different worlds that I kind of live in. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, for instance, there's this yoga world, right, where it's very, uh, you know, it's spiritual based. It's very like, you know, I go to my classes and do all that stuff. And there doesn't, there isn't a very heavy queer scene necessarily per se there. I mean, obviously we're a smaller group of people in general, Mm -hmm. but then there's this like other side, you know, that I live in, like for instance, my burning man world, right. Which is very queer focused as well. And, or can be queer focused for a lot of it. And then there's just my like everyday life, San Francisco, you know, like my queer events and, and things that I do that. And it's almost like I'm having to not wear different hats, Mm-hmm. but there are these different sides of Danny that come out. And I almost mm-hmm. felt like for a long time, like I couldn't do one and then the other because they were so like black and white, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah, they just seem like two totally completely different things. Like one thing was very focused on like spirituality and getting grounded down. And the other thing was very focused on like, rah, rah, let's go out and hang out and do all the fun things and be really sassy. And like all the things that go with being a queer, you know, like there's, there's a whole culture and a community behind it that a lot of people don't know about. So I often feel or felt for a long time. I think it's, it's changed a little bit now, but like I had to balance what, like living in these two worlds. Mm -hmm. It's rough. (laughs) <laughs> it's hard out there for a queer. Yeah, it's hard. No, but it really like it's it's hard being a, a queer man and in general, you know, or, or you know, and then also balancing that out with being, you know, my yogic self and my, you know, spiritually inclined self. You know, they're not necessarily mutually exclusive, but for a long time, I did kind of see like, well, I couldn't do one without the other. I had to focus on one and not the other. Does that make sense? It makes hundred percent sense. And I, you know, I did my teacher training when I was 20 Mm -hmm. and I came out when I was 19. Mm -hmm. So there was so many things I needed to experience throughout my twenties and still, you know, um, that I felt conflicted about after I kind of adopted this persona of a, of a yogi and then like a yoga teacher. Right. Um, and I think the pressure of that kind of early on of feeling like, um, as you said, like that these worlds might be mutually exclusive or that if if I am making the choice to engage in mindfulness practices or practices that enhance my well-being well then that means that if I you know go out and party or go out and and you know explore my my sexual identity and my my Mm. my role within my uh my I guess queer community um which which involves a lot of trial and error I think Mm. that's the thing like our practices certainly involve trial and error, but there's a very distinct goal often. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least there can be, if that's kind of the model that you're operating under. Right. And I think, you know, to, to be queer, I mean, the word itself implies that you're weird or that you're different or yeah. that you're not ascribing to um, the norms. Mm-hmm. And I think we do that to ourselves as, as yogis as well and say like there, there are kind of the norms of what a yoga, what someone interested in yoga is going to be is going to um, engage in. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing that I that I hear, I don't say that I hear it a lot, but when I do hear it, it kind of makes me like uncomfortable. Is when people will see me out and doing 
something fill in the blank this episode might turn into like true confessions of, sure. a, of a yogi sure but they'll see me doing fill in the blank thing um and they'll say like oh but i thought i thought you were a yogi yeah or i thought yeah, like, yeah yeah like i thought you were a yoga teacher like you do that and you do yoga and it's on the one hand i i like to be transparent about all the things that i do because i feel like there's the opportunity to educate people that you know what you think of as a as uh, what you think a yoga person a yogi is or isn't mm-hmm. is perhaps a little bit reductive and we're all more than that and you too could be a yogi and continue mm-hmm. engaging in the things that you like to engage in it doesn't mean that if you decide you want to you know adopt this practice you have to stop doing everything you know and there's mm-hmm. kind of these different yogic paths there's the aesthetic ascetic path where it's like it's it seems to be more characterized by the thing everything you turn away from everything mm-hmm. you shun everything you right. renounce right and then there's like the more tantric paths and the things that you turn towards and the things you right. engage in and being able to find find the spirituality in in the perhaps some of the more indulgent aspects of life but um i think so much of, of figuring out who we are as as gay men involves turning away from expectations and social norms and uh kind of the pressures of of identity Mm. and 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 trying on a lot of different hats which Mm -hmm. can be really destabilizing so to reconcile that with also being in front of people as a teacher and as a guide right um is is an interesting paradox i was just thinking you know and this is something that we talked about a little bit earlier today just as we were having lunch but having that vocabulary and also that understanding too of like, you know, classical yogi versus tantra yogi for a very, I mean, up until recently, I didn't realize I was more of a tantra yogi in the sense that I was like, these are the things that I have in life. And these are the things that I want to engage in. And I think that by engaging in these things, or by like you said, indulging in these things, they would then help facilitate the growth to my path. Yeah, they would then help me get there, like identifying that and knowing I guess putting language to the thing that you were doing is really is really important. Yeah, and you know, I, I think there's <clears throat> at least for me, like I had very, again, somewhat reductive views of what yoga was and what a, what a yogi is and and looks like and and what their practices are. Um, and the more that I've learned over the years, the more I've I've embraced the fact that there are so many different ways that yoga can be interpreted, and there's so many different um, practices and paths that can fall under the umbrella of yoga that even within um, kind of differing philosophies or viewpoints there are um, really contrasting mm. uh, approaches to mm-hmm. the practice so I think for someone to say um, you know e- even for example like I posted something on Instagram a while ago of like my, my neighbor made me breakfast and she made me eggs and bacon and I posted a picture of it because I figured people would really be interested in your eggs and bacon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, And I liked it like 10 times. Thank you. I was like, God, Danny, I mean, really is into bacon, really into bacon. Yeah. Um, But you know, someone commented something like, how do you, how do you reconcile, you know, being uh, eating meat with the concept of ahimsa? And I didn't take it as someone was challenging me, but there were so many assumptions in that statement. First of all, that I am a student of the Yoga Sutras, that I, because I'm a Hatha Yoga teacher, that I follow um, uh, the, yeah. the, the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali, which yep. really don't inform that much about Hatha Yoga, other than, you know, there's the, the people that kind of brought us Hatha Yoga were also, um, uh, uh, I guess, followers of the sutras. And and I didn't respond because, of course, like, how do you, right? <laughs> how do you say all that in a, uh, in a text? But um, there, those those assumptions are sort of rampant, I think, within our within our community of of what it looks like to to invest in this path and what it doesn't look like. And I guess I've learned enough over the years. I've been exposed to enough that. On the one hand, I can kind of justify any of the choices that I make in my life mm-hmm. as being um, a part of my yogic journey, I suppose, mm-hmm. um, or not. But it's like depends on how you define what yoga is. Mm-hmm. You know, is yoga all wellness practices? Is mm-hmm. yoga all things you do to like cleanse your body? Or is yoga all things you do to detach from physical reality to become equanimous with source? Is yoga... Uh, 
is yoga just the 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 intention to engage skillfully in whatever you're doing and i can really skillfully go out and party (laughs) yeah (laughs) engage fully in that process totally you know yeah i I think something that you said earlier that really again it's putting language and, and maybe framing it too but you know i can go out and 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 I have gone out and been like, oh, you're the yoga teacher, right? Or mm-hmm. you're, you're Danny. It's in, in San Francisco specifically, you know, I've, I've been at, yes, I've been out in clubs with my t-shirt off. You hussy. I know. Did you have another t-shirt on under it? No. No. Danny. I know. I know. That's I know. not very yogic of you. Well, someone actually came up to me and they're like, aren't you the yoga teacher guy? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, cool. Ah, <laughs> oh, with your shirt off. And I was like. Like, I'm not allowed to do that. Like, I, I kind of almost yeah. felt like, I don't know. Anyway, I've, I've had these situations where, and I've, yeah, I've just been in different scenarios. Again, same thing. Like, I'll just use that. Fill in the blank, right? This is confessions of yoga teachers right now. But Whatever you think it is we're talking about, that's probably, probably the thing. Yeah, about. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll post a link uh, in the show notes down below of all the, <laughs> all the drugs Danny has done. <laughs> Just be real. Yeah, totally. Seriously. <laughs> Kombucha. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Mushroom tea. tea. Yeah. Uh, cordyceps. <laughs> and ketamine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally. For depression. Yeah. Um, no, it's just, it's, it's almost like, like, like you said, people have this assumption that just because I am a yoga teacher, I have to live a certain lifestyle. And I even thought for a while, like, there was shame behind me smoking pot. Like, you know, I'm, you know, like, known and and, and out there for having, like, this, like, crazy story of, you know, recovery and so on and so forth. And I stopped drinking and, you know, there was my suicide. But I almost felt guilty by by doing that, like, mm-hmm. by, by even engaging in something like that when, you know, obviously there was more that went into it. It was it's something that I used instead of, you know, using Ambien to go to sleep nightly and, and right. things like that. But... I almost guilted myself because I failed to realize that I was still engaging in my yoga practices, being mindful in the things that I do, being intentional in the things that I do, and not just going out to have like this fucked up party boy experience, which I've done plenty of times. And even then, you kind of going back to what I'm saying, like when I see these people out and about, the assumption is that because I'm a yoga teacher, I shouldn't be doing these things or that I need to be setting this and this example or whatever, you know, whatever it is. And, and kind of like what I say at the beginning of like my trainings or like when I work with somebody is like, just so you know, I'm going to probably disappoint you a couple times. I have my own shit going on. I'm living in my own little world and I have my own set of problems. Like yeah. I'm having, I'm trying to have this humanistic experience of being a, you know, yoga teacher by you know, work trait, career trait, passion, whatever it is you want to call it. And also living my life as a queer man and engaging in, in that experience. And I, I think that it took me a while to skillfully get to the place where I'm comfortable with both mm-hmm. and that there's no shame in either. I wore a crop top the other day and it said something funny like, or it says, did it's you a, have a t-shirt on underneath it? I did not have a t-shirt. On underneath. I know I was showing my belly. Oh God. <clears throat> okay. But it was funny, you know, it was a funny crop top. It looked like uh, it looked like the Netflix, you know, thing and it said pizza and anal. And I thought it was really funny, so I wore this crop top out and someone These saw are it. a few of my favorite <laughs> Someone saw it and they're like they're like that was classy, you know, like but in a sarcastic way, I think they didn't love that I had a crop top on one. Were you wearing it to teach? <laughs> Definitely not wearing it to teach. Oh, okay. I don't even teach with my shirt off. I teach with, like, I I don't, I, you know, there's a level of, like... You teach in a hazmat suit, don't you? I don't. Like a full... <laughs> I don't. It's actually a beekeeper suit. Oh. <laughs> buzz, buzz. <you> know? <laughs> I, 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 I don't want that... For you. <laughs> I don't want that bad energy to sting me, you know? <laughs> oh, it's a metaphor. Yeah, I get it. totally. Exactly. But I, wa- I want to be able to... I mean, part of like my brand or my thing is that I'm real as fuck, you know, like I'm happy to tell like it is when it is without anything holding back. And like this, this exhale, the bullshit thing I truly believe in in every single moment. And part of it is exploring my yoga journey in these other aspects of my life, mm-hmm. you know, in these other shades of, of Danny and the other things that I, yes, people see me in the world as 
Danny, the yoga teacher, but that's not all of me. That's not just the one, that's not the one thing that I do is teach yoga and that's it. Like there's way more to me than that. Pizza and anal. Pizza and anal. Yeah. Yoga, pizza and And anal. anal. That's it. That's it. I, it occurred to me a while ago, or at least I started asking the question to myself as my definition of what yoga is, has evolved over the years um like what is if i'm a yoga teacher what does that mean what am i teaching mm-hmm. you know i'm teaching yoga okay well what is yoga oh it's these technologies and poses and tech you know practices okay so i i teach people these these tools mm-hmm. you know or mm-hmm. i facilitate you know uh well-being through offering these these techniques and practices to people but so then what what is it that i'm what to what end like mm-hmm. why am i doing that mm-hmm. you know is it Yes, of course, I want to be a positive influence on the planet. I want to help empower people. So I, I kind of, as I distill things down to really what it is I want to catalyze on the planet, I, and in myself, you know, first and foremost, it would be personal empowerment, which means like my ability to uh, to create the life that I wish to create, mm-hmm. um, to recognize that I have the resources within me uh to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and authenticity. I think like if you really want to create the life that you want to create, you have to first be clear on what that is and you have to give yourself permission to want what mm-hmm. you want. And that's a big part of the process of coming out is saying, you know, to yourself and to the world, this is what I want. And it's the thing that so many people would say is wrong, is dirty, is inappropriate, is unnatural. is And, that, and yet the thing that is for so many people the most unnatural thing in the world to us feels like the most natural. One of the, it took me like a long time to realize Mm. that I was gay because I assumed that, um, I assumed that I would somehow feel different. And I, you know, my friends were mostly straight guys in in high school. And a lot of them are still my friends to this day. And they were artists and creative and, and, and I never felt different from them. Right. I didn't feel like, I was able to, you know, as, as we went through puberty and all these things, like I was able to kind of feel the, the sex, everyone's sexual energy kind of coming online Mm -hmm. and mine didn't feel any different than anybody's. It was directed, you know, towards seemingly everybody. I was just like a horny teen, but it was, it was, uh, you (laughs) and you and you and you and you. That feels nice. Um, but I, it didn't feel like I was different and I felt different for a lot of reasons. I felt different because I was, you know, the only mixed race person in my, not the only, but one of the few people of color in my town. I was really tall. Like I, I, I felt like I stood out for a lot of reasons, but it wasn't because of my sexuality. Mm. Um, so anyway, I guess my point is my sexuality never felt unnatural to me. So when people tried to imply that it somehow was, or when I was trying to, again, reconcile what I, what felt very natural to me with this idea of like, oh, a gay man is someone that's un, unusual or queer or weird or unnatural. I was like, well, that doesn't feel like me. Right. Um, so, you know, I I think the the process of, of wanting to help people connect with their own authenticity, a lot of that is dismantling shame around your authentic desire. Right. And what what is a more potent and strong desire than our desire for intimacy and, and sex and, right. and, you know, human connection? Um, so in my mind, you know, in, in that way, what I teach as a as a yoga instructor is is no different than what I model as an authentic human living uh, my life, which yeah. is why, you know, in 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 recent years, I've. And it always feels a little risky because I recognize like uh, when I look at, say, my Instagram or, you know, many of my social media things, I'm like, okay, so one minute I'm teaching some functional movement drill. The next minute I'm like doing a handstand. The next minute I'm like uh, out partying with my friends like like you at Burning Man, like in a yeah. crop top and yeah. being ridiculous. The yeah. next minute I'm like, you know, some underwear model the next minute, you know, yeah. and, and I'm like, Oh, are all these things sort of contradictory uh, to each other? And then I recognize, well, all these things are authentic to who I am. I am all those things. Like I'm crop sex. Tops. Yeah. I'm a crop top. I'm <laughs> no, I like, I'm, I'm a sexual being. I'm a, a gay man. I'm i uh, I'm spiritually minded. I'm woke AF. I'm, <laughs> I'm, 
I'm a friend, a partner, a lover of like, I'm, I'm, well, I'm not a partner at the moment, but I have been. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> just another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just triggered myself. <laughs> Didn't know that was possible. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, you know, why, why boundary or hide any of those aspects of myself? In fact, mm-hmm. if I want to teach, if I want to practice what I preach and I'm hiding huge aspects of who I am, then there seems, that seems to be more of a conflict. And, and at the same time, you're not going to walk into like teaching a workshop being like, Hey, like, you know, you're, I would never say, Hey, walking into a workshop. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Just like, and you, like knowing your audience, right. Yeah. Is important, but yeah. also being authentic to who you really are. Like you're not going to walk into uh teaching a workshop with your crop top that says pizza, pizza and anal. No, I, I, I don't, I don't. Unless it's a think. workshop on pizza and anal. Which is a great segue. So later this year, Danny and I will be teaming up. <laughs> this is actually just a setup for this for this workshop that we have coming up. Yeah, details on my MySpace. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like that's not. I think when I when I go to practice yoga, there is something about about the practices that are unifying Mm -hmm. in that like there's room for all of us to be who we are but i think there's also room for us at least for me within the practice to transcend those aspects of my personhood Mm -hmm. and be you know this energetic uh uh, embodied soul yeah you know so my kind of my my preferences in terms of food and sex and community it's not that i transcend those things or i become bigger than those things it's just Though that's not a part of of what connects me to my my right. yoga practices, right? Um, it's not that I leave them at the door. It's just like the yoga practice is more. There's there's sort of a, a a a mixing of all of it that kind of comes together. That yeah, I think that that. And there's also this like remind like reminder that we have to take that stuff into this world. And we have to yeah. try to make those practices work into this world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like had, if we not lived in San Francisco or LA, whatever it is, you know, and didn't have all these worldly things and da, 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 it might be easier to live that lifestyle and fully go by every single page in the book and blah, 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 blah. blah. But we have to adapt that to where we're at now in life. Yeah, for sure. I, it's, it's, I think that's true of all of the yogic practices, you know, from asana to pranayama to more lifestyle stuff like we live we are we live in a different time than mm-hmm. when a lot of these these practices were sort of brought to fruition and everything has to continue to evolve and adapt um but i do feel like it what i what i credit yoga for what i keep coming back to yoga for is this idea and it's not that this is i'm not speaking on behalf of all of yoga but this idea of sort of radical autonomy mm-hmm. that i i am self-sufficient to my own needs that everything that i require i contain within myself mm-hmm. now i don't necessarily agree with that to the sense that like i'm not going to like close the door and never come out because i can just you know self-sustain mm-hmm. on my own prana for the rest of my life like i do require um human connection and interaction and intimacy and stimulation. And like, I want to be out in the world, but when I find myself going, stepping out into the world to get things that I feel are deficient in my life or that I feel usually the more emotional things. Like if I feel, um, if I feel lonely, so I step out into the world to try to find, um, company, Right. Um, that that's where the the slope becomes a little slippery for me. Whereas I can step on a yoga mat and and practice being good company for myself and uh, practice yeah. strengthening my relationship with myself. Right. And sometimes that's messy. Sometimes that's that's volatile. Sometimes it's beautiful. But there's enough there there for mm-hmm. me to engage in um, in a dynamic relationship with self. That then when I step out into the world. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to connecting with others. I'm bringing myself out, you know, to, you know, to connect, Mm -hmm. but there's not as much of a, a a thirst or a sense of lack that's informing how I engage with my community. Um, And I guess for me, that's how I sort of, uh, 
feel like I keep using the word reconcile, but that's how I how I use yoga to kind of fill my cup so that then when I step out into community, mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. get lost. Because I think as a young person, it was really easy to yeah. get really, a lot of the things that we engage in, you know, um, fill, again, fill in the blanks. Like those are all things that people can really easily get lost in. Right. And uh, that's kind of always the the temperature that I'm trying to take on like the choices that I'm making is, am I doing these from a place of, from a place of lack or deficit or need, um, in which case there's the possibility of getting lost or, you know, am I able to, to engage in these things mindfully from a place of overflow, from a place of like celebration, right. Um, a place of pride in who I am. Yeah. Happy pride. Happy pride. I can't wait for a workshop. (laughs) It's hard. It'll be barbecue chicken. And I'm not talking about the pizza. <laughs> Figure out that, what that means. <laughs> I'm mind boggled. Hawaiian. <laughs> Sausage lovers. For life. <laughs> what happened to Rocky and Danny? Oh, their careers tagged after that podcast episode. <laughs> I just, I always find it like, you know. And obviously this is, you know, I always preface a lot of things by saying like, this is my own experience and because that's really the only thing I can speak from, but mm-hmm. it did take a while to get comfortable, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to engage in both sides of my life and to share with my yoga friends, like, you know, like, oh yeah, I went out with my, you know, with my other friends with my queer community and, you know, here's fun pictures of what we did and, you know, blah, 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 blah. This is what happens at Burning I've been at Burning Man and... You know, for those of you that haven't gone to Burning Man, there's a lot of nudity there. There can be a lot of nudity there. There's a lot of, there's a lot of everything. I get fill in the blank. There's a lot of literally everything there and have bumped into like yoga students, like fully nude or, you know, wanting to engage in like sexual acts or whatever and been like, ah, you know what I'm saying? Cause mm-hmm. I've, I've, yeah, it's that like, well, wait a minute. Is that Burning Man Danny or do I engage in yoga Danny <laughs> or do you know what I'm saying? Like it's, yeah, you know, I, I've. I relate to all that. I think there's, there's, I mean, there's always the conversation of ethics for sure. And like hashtag ethics, hashtag ethics. And I, I think that, I mean, not that that conversation is adjacent to this one, but I think it's okay to be your authentic self right. and not necessarily compartmentalize. But yeah, when you're engaging with people that, that have a student teacher dynamic with right. you, right. Um, I don't think you have to be yoga Danny, but you can still you know, engage ethically in that. Yeah, There's always, there's, I mean, there's, and not, that's just like one small thing, but like, you know, I've been on apps, you know, like on, on gay dating apps and have had people, you know, send me messages and things like that. And then later to find out they had taken my yoga class or, you know, whatever. And then you get into chatty time with them or whatever it is, you know, and and then you're just like, you call it chatty time. Yeah, (laughs) I'm having chatty time. Leave me alone. (laughs) You guys, it's been, Weeks since I had chatty time, I am bursting <laughs> at the seams. <laughs> so I'm plugging for the workshop, and Rocky's pl- plugging for his. Oh yeah, his follow his... me on Grinder. <laughs> There's a link in the show notes. Um, you know what I mean, though. Like, yeah, it's well, I and mean, I think you can you can do your best to be, you know, to 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 live with integrity and to teach ethically and to adopt that seat with responsibility. But at the same time, like we are teaching drop-in public classes. It's not like, you know, if I'm, uh, if I'm mentoring someone one-on-one, that's a diff or someone signed up for a teacher training, that's a different kind of um, relationship for me than if someone drops in once to one of my public classes, you know, randomly, I can't necessarily manage all of that. And, be expected to remember every single person that's ever been a student and make sure I never right, know, right. engage in them, you know, in a way that, that transgresses that boundary. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, t- to a certain extent, that's just being, being realistic. And I do think, you know, with the teacher student thing, a lot of what we have to be careful about is power dynamics. Yeah. So if someone has been a student of yours in the past and you don't know it and you go up and you flirt with them, you're right. not taking advantage of a power dynamic because right. you don't know, Right. you know, if anything, that, that that might be there, but it's not like if someone is a reg, a regular student yeah, of yours. Yeah, and, yeah. And I don't even have a strong you know stance about like teachers should never date anybody that's ever come to those right, There's always right. like the exceptions to those things. But. I, th- I think it's more. It's just like the like the 
the, the exposure. And yeah, yeah, you know, because what we do is very public. And well, and for me, I think actually it's more. I feel more vulnerable as a yoga teacher than, than you, I feel yeah, as a gay totally, man. Because totally. as a you know, what we do as as yoga teachers is so open hearted, and yeah. and you know, to really connect with with community, you have to kind of bare your soul a little bit, mm-hmm. and to to be relatable to to the the pain the suffering the joy the success the 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 struggle of the human experience and and leverage that into your teaching you literally have to show up and like both be strong and hold hold space but also like open up your heart and and kind of turn yourself inside out for work you know so like the 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 paradox there is like to be really vulnerable for work you also have to establish really healthy boundaries Mm -hmm. and i think the boundary for me is is actually i don't know if this is going to make sense but um when i do step out as rocky not the yoga teacher but as like the the man Mm -hmm. whether that's a queer man or just the legend (laughs) yeah (laughs) The, the the legend um the oracle the i don't know the 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 dude uh The Dharma dude. We'll edit that out. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I guess the boundary that I set for myself is I'm not a yoga teacher now. Like that's, I'm, I'm, that's not who I am. Oh yeah. yeah, I'm I'm setting the boundary that like, um, I'm, I'm giving myself permission to be a human being right right now. And, and I guess I happen, I not happen to believe I, I, when I think about it, there is also, you can't really ever divorce yourself from teaching. Once people have eyes on you as a leader in the community mm-hmm. in whatever way, everything that you do is demonstrating something. Right. And I, you know, I'm inclined to think that there is good modeling that we, that we offer when we show that, yes, you can be this and this, right. You can, you can go to class, you can, you can meditate and eat these foods and go to class and do these things. And you can go out on the weekend and have a, have a fun time and like be a little reckless. Right. You know what I say to people sometimes that give me shit about, uh, things that they've seen me do that seem to be, um, in conflict with, with wellness practices is I'm like, isn't it better that I, that I engage in all of these, you know, quote unquote yogic practices and do these other things than that. I just do these other things. <laughs> like, does it, right. is it not for nothing that I do right. all that stuff as well? That and I also, why are you so, health? why are you so worried about what I'm doing versus you checking into what you're doing? Yeah. I, I think part of what they're, what they're saying too, is like how many people have said to you at one point or another, Oh, I can so do. many, I don't even know what you're going to say yet, but so many people tell me all the time. <laughs> Must get exhausting. Yeah. Um, like I hold can, on. Someone's saying something to me. <laughs> do you want me to wait? Yeah. Okay. We're, we're good. <laughs> Um, they're, well, they're, what they're probably saying to you right now is, um, like, I could never do yoga because I'm not blah, blah, blah. Right. Usually it's flexible, but like, right. I just couldn't sit still or I, I'm such a mess or I'm so like, I, I, there's all these prerequisites of who you have to be and what you have to be willing to do in order to practice yoga mm-hmm. that I can't do. And I, I think it's actually quite liberating to show people like, yeah, you can be kind of a hot mess and you can still do yoga. You might not be able to touch your toes. You can still do yoga. You might have like gone out to some circuit party last weekend and done a whole bunch of drugs, like speaking for a friend, and <laughs> you can still you can still do yoga. Like right. there, yoga doesn't say you can't. I'm not for you if you do these other things. Right. It's for everybody, everybody. Right now, I think the more or look a certain way or be of a certain race yeah. or be of a certain you know gender, whatever it is. And that's why you know, like it's great to like get the clothes and get the beads and do all like kind of you know, put on the costume and I, there, there are kind of inside out practice. I think a lot of yoga is inside out practices, yeah. but there are the outside in aspects of that too. Why does every studio have a retail store? And there's right. like, you know, there's, there are the things you can, you can adorn yourself with that kind of remind you, you yeah, too. totems, so to speak. Um, but ultimately that's to me, that's not, that's not the yoga. Yeah. You know, I have had incredibly, potent um i'll just say like yogic moments of being incredibly present and connected and tuned into my body and to my mind and my heart and others out on the dance floor somewhere you know without any mantra playing in the background or without like you know 
any blocks or straps right. around me. <laughs> like, right. yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and I'm inclined to think like, that's one of the most places where I'm connected is like when I'm out on a dance yeah, floor. Yeah. That's it's... why it compels me. Yeah. Um, you know, it's sort of, there's different ways to define yoga, but if yoga is like the yoga of fill in the blank, then anything to a certain extent, this makes it difficult when it comes to like branding and marketing and figuring right. out what it is we do. But like, yeah, there's the yoga of stretching and the yoga of, of conditioning, which is a lot of what we do on a mat. There's the yoga of singing and the yoga of dancing and the yoga of lovemaking and the yoga of anything, yeah. you know, depending on how you choose to engage with it. Right. And not to say that my whole world is like me engaging mindfully in, in different things. Like I have moments where I'm on and moments where I'm off. Um, but it's infinitely more interesting to me to figure out how I can thread the, the tools that yoga has equipped me with into more diverse areas of my life than just boundary it in at a studio or right. in, you know, because we are more than just a yoga teacher or a yoga practitioner or whatever. You are everything else and every other aspect of your life as well. You're a partner, you're a friend, you're, oh, sorry, lack there of a partner. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> All right, it's fine. I'm fine. You're fine. This is fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's, Everything's fine. Burning. Welcome to Dharma Dudes. One second. Can I just give a lighter? I can just burn this room down. I mean, it's fine. But yeah, I mean, yeah, we are all these, these, these other aspects, you know, like, and, and we happen to be queer men as well. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody said to me yesterday, actually, when I was talking about, you know, it was pride in LA last weekend and I won't say that my sleep schedule was fully on fleek by <laughs> the things I fleek. The, ch- the children are saying these days. Mm-hmm. Yes. There'll be, there'll be a glossary in the show notes of. There's a lot of show notes. <laughs> Just trying to follow your lead. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's a link somewhere for something. Yeah. Um, and my friend was like, you know, just so you know, um, well, what now? What do you say? It was something along the lines of like, there's nothing that you can do that's bad. <laughs> like anybody that's going to, or inappropriate, like implying that this is inappropriate or that's inappropriate, or it's better to do yoga you know, asana every single day or twice a week or, you know, going out is reckless and staying in is healthy or getting nine hours of sleep is ideal. Like everything, there's there's nuance to everything and everything is relative to what else is going on in your life. We were having this conversation mm. earlier today that like for someone that's been going out and partying since they were like 18 years old. 16. Or 16 years old. Um, you know, well, I guess to say the the context within which you're doing these things also makes a big difference. Right. Like I'm, I'm at a place in my life where I feel very confident in who I am. I feel very secure in who I am. I feel, you know, not that I'm just like bursting at the seams with it, but in a, more so than I have felt probably ever before. That's just your muscles bursting through the seams. <laughs> my biceps. <laughs> my, bi- my bi's and tries. <laughs> uh so, so, you know, stepping out into the, the social scene, as it were, um, feels very different now under that mm-hmm. uh, context than it did as a young man who was kind of, you know, who, who, had, who had a lot of experiences to go through to figure mm-hmm. out who he was. Mm-hmm. Um, so to say, you know, going out and staying up late is reckless. Um, I, I guess I just push, push back against some of those those assumptions even this whole conversation is sort of we're we're, right. we're we're talking with a little bit of like timidness about like sure things that we do as if there are going to be people that will deem our some of our choices inappropriate or sure. controversial or scandalous sure. or this yeah. and that and it's yeah. like well who is anybody to say right what is what is appropriate and what isn't right and what yeah yeah i mean we can go so many places with that <laughs> i feel like i want to i, I just thought about it right now um, but I want to, since it is pride month and we're, you know, kind of our, a lot of our conversation has been about being, yeah. being queer men and yoga teachers or yogis yeah. and totally a bite off like RuPaul. But what would you say to younger Rocky, you know, young boy Rocky as a queer man growing into this world? Oh gosh. Like you started to say that and I started to feel myself cry. I can see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I never, uh, um, 
I would just say you're beautiful and you're fucking awesome. Mm. And some people are going to see that. And it's the people that are also beautiful and awesome will probably see it. Mm -hmm. And some people aren't. And it's not that they're not beautiful or awesome, but they haven't fully recognized that they are either. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Like, bless them. Mm -hmm. Bless the ones that seem to reject you. Bless the ones that seem to approve of you. But most importantly, bless yourself because you're awesome. You know, I think it's taken me a long time to, to learn that. It's taken a lot of conflicting feedback from the world around me, people that have approved of me, people that have um, disapproved of me, people that have wanted me, people that have rejected me. And it was such a, you know, if you're, if you're letting yourself be validated by that, um, it's a real tumultuous yeah. journey. So I think, you know, I, I don't lament the journey I've been on to get to where I am now and I'm not finished, but um, when I look back at myself, as a child, as a young man, as a teen, I, regardless of how awkward I might have felt at the time, um, I, I see myself as being really fucking awesome. And I, I wish I had known that a little bit more. Mm. No, no. I love it. That's good. What about you? Oh, I have to do it too, huh? <laughs> um, man. I would say eat a lot more meat, <laughs> eat, a, eat a lot more protein, you, scra you scrawny, straight, squiggly boy, like you just look like a stick figure. No, I would say, I mean, I don't want to steal your thunder again, but you know, it's I would fine. say, I would say the same thing. Just, you know, it's going to be hard and it's going to be rough and there are going to be people who don't approve of you and who deem you less than and who are going to tell you that you are not enough and that you shouldn't be here and that you don't belong and you'll get through it and to love yourself through it and to know that you are going to come out of it so much stronger because of it and you're going to be able to hold space for those who are going through it or who are confused and you will be out there one day sharing that voice telling people that they are amazing and that they are awesome and that they are enough and you're gonna be a fucking fabulous man one day that's what i would say yes hunty <laughs> that'll be in the show notes too don't yeah. worry guys. <laughs> i think that's that's it yeah i think we did it i think we happy did it pride you guys happy Whether, listen gay straight bi whatever uh be proud of who you are and keep practicing yoga or not yeah <laughs> no definitely keep practicing yoga but also go out and live your best life guys no shame yeah no no what is it no uh no shade no no tea no shade no tea no shade return of the dudes <laughs> once again return of the dudes oh no no yeah. return of <laughs> it's brad month no tea no shade until the next Darva Dude session, this is Rocky and Danny saying peace out. Peace out, y'all. Girl. Girl. Peace out, girl. girl. girl.